This is the Doctor Who Podcast, and you are most welcome. Off the back of Dark Water last week, join the DWP as we get into probably quite deep water as we review the Season 8 finale, Death in Heaven. Yes, indeed. We'll probably be wading into the deep waters on this one, uh, listeners. But it is awfully good, as you heard, to have James back in the camper van. Welcome, James. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Stephen. Hello. You have been missed. You have been missed. It's nice to have the the, uh, favorite recurring character back back in the podcast here. (laughs) <laughs> we'll see if you survive oh, well, to the end. We'll we'll see. We'll see. It's it's strange actually because the the shows that I've missed this year are the ones that I've really really enjoyed. And uh, you know, Flatline was probably my favourite, and I, I don't think that's a particularly uncommon view throughout fandom. Um, and I wasn't able to record there. And and last week, Dark Water, and uh, oh wow! I mean, I, I've. I don't think we'll ever get more adult-orientated Doctor Who, and uh, I don't really care that it's a family show. This is Doctor Who for me, and uh, I absolutely adored it. Now, now look, we let you you back in, and you don't even pause long enough to say hello to Stephen. I did say hello to Stephen. I don't know, Michelle. You have to listen. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Stephen. title. (laughs) You you know, I I really liked Darkwater as well. I thought... uh, you know, even though, like you say, it was. It's, I, I'm throwing this in since uh, I didn't have, I didn't get a chance to uh, give my review, and I and I know the listeners really want to hear my opinion. Um, uh, I really liked it, even though, yes, it was definitely adult-oriented Doctor Who, but it felt it felt like a return to form to Doctor Who for me, which is for this season, which has been very much up and down for me. Uh, it, it the the it felt. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it felt like the Doctor Who that 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 I always loved. So uh, it was uh, it was a really good episode. Um, so, so now everyone knows what I thought of that one. We can start talking about this one. <laughs> well, did um, did the revelation that Missy was the Master make you look back at those scenes in previous episodes that you'd said I think repeatedly didn't interest you in the slightest? But did it did it make you review those and think actually yeah. You know, I I can see why they were there. They weren't. I think it was shorthand for for Moffat. I think it was sort of you know he he knew that he obviously knew Missy was the master the whole time, and so thought that well, um, thought that he would do the, the classic Who thing and have the the master be in the background of every single episode. I, I, it still didn't pay off. I mean, I, I I'm completely good with with Missy being the master, and and I think it was I think it was a cool revelation, uh, and and I like. The idea of uh, Missy being the master, because it hopefully it means we we won't have a female doctor anytime soon. Um, but yeah. uh, I, I don't think that uh, it, you know, looking back at the past episodes, that it really you know enhanced that at all for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, I I think the whole thing smacks of gimmick. I I don't have a problem with a master being a woman, uh, provided the story is there to support it. And I'm I'm not 
really certain there's enough story see i don't i don't think it's a i don't think it's a story issue I, I, and and that's why it doesn't bother me i i think literally moffat found from from you know rumors that i've read online and things like that um uh michelle gomez wasn't the first choice for for the part but uh someone fell through um and they had to cast the part and and i think it was really about finding the right person for the role and i think that michelle gomez is fantastic and she's she's wonderfully evil and and mischievous and and i think that she plays the part really well and i i think that that it goes along with that idea of it's about getting the right person for for the part you know and and i think that I think that that's what they did, man or woman, and I think it's it's a statement. And I, you know, I mean, it, maybe it is a gimmick, and maybe it is it's um, uh, a bit pandering. I, I think it probably is a bit pandering. And I think for me, think my so. problem with this whole season has been pandering. I, I think that yeah. I think that a lot of what Moffat has done has been in response to things that he's possibly read online or heard people talking about at this point, <laughs> and that's my biggest problem with the with the whole series it feels like that certainly no no question because uh i yeah i i would agree with most most of what you said there i i thought moffat had written the role for michelle gomez i didn't realize that she wasn't first choice because i I'm, I'm sure i've seen him talk about writing those lines for for gomez and apparently things were a lot easier once he knew she'd accepted because apparently she turned down another role that they offered her before that as as well i don't know which one once she was cast the, the it was rewritten for her but it wasn't initially oh, written okay. written for her it, it was they always knew that the master was going to be the big bad of the season so it was really just yeah i mean and and, and they didn't deviate and again this is something we'll probably get into a little more because of course we see the master in death in heaven far more i mean she's in many many more scenes than she was been in in the previous episodes that she's starred in but so uh, yeah okay go on in i suppose we all to really dispense with this preamble and uh, talk about the episode that has just aired. Why are you still alive? You saved me. I saved Gallifrey. Yes, Gallifrey too, I suppose. There's always collateral damage with you and me. It's our Paris. Gallifrey is lost in another dimension. Yes and no. Meaning? Yes, it's in another dimension. No, it's not lost. You know where it is? Yep. You know the best part about knowing? Not telling you. Michelle messaged me prior to uh, us recording and said, I don't want to go first. So, Stephen, <laughs> I, uh, what do you think of this episode? <laughs> I almost backed out of this recording, to be honest. Um, oh, God. I didn't want to talk about it. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I, I had I had a similar thought. This is going to be very interesting. Uh, go, go on, Stephen. I, I was really depressed after I watched it. I, I feel like this was... Uh, uh, how did I? I, I can't, I'm trying to remember how I put it, but um, it really broke my heart. It, it really, it wasn't. Mm. It's not the Doctor Who that I love. Um, mm-hmm. It was dour. Um, it ended on such a down note. 
there was so much nonsense in it, yeah. so many things that didn't make any sense. And, and certainly, I, I could watch it again, and maybe I'll make some sense of things. Um, I, I don't expect Stephen Moffat to answer all the questions for me. That's, not a, that's never been my problem, because I do believe that I'm intelligent enough to fill in the blanks where it's necessary. But I, I think that there's a lot of leaps that happened here that um, uh, were simply... To, to tie everything up. It, it, like, it really broke my heart. It just was not... It, you know, it started off so good, but it just it did not end well. I, I'm really unhappy with it. Oh, Stephen, you made me feel quite sad now as well. And uh, <laughs> I have to admit, I... I, I, I felt the same, and Michelle, Michelle, you chimed in and said you almost felt like you wanted to not record, and yeah. I felt exactly the same. So, uh, listeners, you are exceptionally fortunate that you have an episode <laughs> this week, but, uh, but having said that, after you finish listening, perhaps you may not be of that view, but uh, Michelle, it sounds like a lot of Stephen's views resonate with you. Well, I may as well have gone first, because he said sort of the things I was going to say. I mean, I, um, before I go in to death in heaven, I want to start by saying I've loved much of season eight. There has been some phenomenal stuff in this. I have been so excited about this season. I love Peter Capaldi as the doctor. I think he's brilliant. He will be one of my favorite all-time doctors, uh, and it's it's just been a joy to watch him. I've enjoyed a lot of the Dr. Clara pairing, um, less so when, when they started throwing more of the Danny Pink triangle into things. But there was so much to rave about and to be happy about in this season. But um, And I also recognize that some people will have loved this two-part finale and will have loved Death in Heaven, and I don't want to take anything away from their enjoyment. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch me backpedal here. But um, I, I got to tell you, uh, and there were a couple of things I liked about the episode, which we can, we can come up with at some point. <laughs> but but I really, the word you used, depressed, Stephen. I mean, that is exactly how I felt after this. I was so down. And I remember one of the last things I said last week at the end of uh, our review of, of Dark Water was that I just hope I feel happy after this episode. And And it couldn't have been more opposite. Words that come to mind, depressed, disturbed, disappointed. Um, <laughs> they're, they're all D yeah. words, but, um, you know, I, um, I really didn't care for the direction that Moffat chose to go with the series arc about the doctor, you know, posing the question at the beginning, am I a good man? Okay. That's interesting. And we'll explore the character and explore that question. But the answer that we got at the end of it and at the end of this story was not satisfactory for me. I mean, the doctor tells us flat out. I'm not a good man. And he says, I'm not a bad man. I mean, I know we're talking kind of an in-between thing, but I'm not a good man. I'm not a hero. And in fact, that's pretty accurate for this story because to me, he seemed like a victim through the entire thing. I mean, I don't think the doctor did anything in this story except suffer through it and be be at the mercy of of events around him. Um, And that, for me is not what Doctor Who is about. I have watched Doctor Who for low these many decades because for me, the Doctor is a hero. And for me, the Doctor is a good man. Doesn't mean he has to be perfect. I mean, he can be a flawed character. He can make mistakes. He can carry, you know, some guilt. He doesn't have to be likable. Uh, but, and, but he, you know, he might have to make some hard choices. But at the heart and soul of the program, the Doctor is a good man. And the Doctor is a hero. And, and I think Moffat has given us a really, really, bleak take on the doctor and on the world uh, on death Um, and and this isn't enjoyable I'm really missing the joy of the adventure 
Uh, and, and I'm missing having a doctor who inspires his companions and us to be better because we've gone on these adventures with him. And this was completely the opposite. I can't, I can't, I'm just stunned by what a downer <laughs> this episode was. No, fair enough. And uh, I, I, I can see the emotional, or I can hear the emotional impact it's had on the pair of you. And I have to say right up front before I tell you what I think, I mean, it didn't have that impact on me. I didn't feel depressed or down after it at all. I just felt bitterly disappointed because it was a terrible episode. <laughs> it was as simple as that for me. Um, I'm, I'm, I've not been heavily invested in the journey the Doctor is taking. I've just been too busy thoroughly enjoying his portrayal. And I, I, you know, I don't really mind whether he's a good man, bad man. Ultimately, the Doctor is still doing all of the stuff that the Doctor has done in his previous incarnations. He rocks around the galaxy, righting wrongs. Sometimes is a little bit more user friendly. Other times he's more acerbic, and he's he's you know he, he's not slow with the put downs. Mm-hmm. And I I don't mind which version of the Doctor we get. You know, I mean, what do all fans say when they say who's your favourite Doctor? Usually they say oh whichever one I happen to be watching at the time you know and that doesn't that doesn't change for me now uh i still enjoy watching capaldi's performance but this story was just dull for me there, there, there was too much too much spectacle not enough logic not enough reason um you know far too much grandiosity do you know what i mean it, it, this felt to me like last of the time lords but just put through the moffat wrangler instead even with things like the president of earth which makes no sense. Yes, you're suddenly in control of every army on Earth. Get on this plane, please, instead of the Valiant, and fly to where? No, no one said we're going to take off and go somewhere. No, I think they were just they being just said, up in the air to be away from, from theoretically, the threat. Flying Cybermen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get away from the flying you know, Cybermen, yes. Ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. I didn't like the look of flying Cybermen either. And uh, I, I thought they just looked, you know, a little bit like the Tin Man, uh, or was it the Tin Man? The Iron Man, <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. the Tin Man actually from Wizard of Oz. They were about as effective <laughs> as that, anyway. Yeah, really. But it 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 just didn't really work for me on any level. And 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 we've said a number of times. I think it's not just me. Some other people on the on the DWP have said that. We've yet to see a good Cyberman story in in the modern era, and sadly, that is still the case. Um, it it seemed to me that Moffat got thoroughly entranced by this idea of changing the master's gender, and that was it. Um, and, and again, that was almost replicated in the publicity. And I'll, I'll give you you know a little bit inside baseball info, uh, listeners here. Um, when we get previews, we get certain scenes redacted occasionally, and uh, we, we don't get complete scenes. We get a lot of instructions as to what we're not allowed to say pre, um, pre-broadcast. Broadcast. Now, episode 11, Dark Water, there were scenes missing, and there was also, as I said, these, these big caveats, do not reveal this, do not reveal that. Episode 12, nothing, full and complete. There was nothing removed, and that's because the main mystery of this entire series was dealt with last week. All we really got here was some kind of Heath Ledger version of the Master in female form. I mean, in all honesty, there wasn't any reason as to why they couldn't have brought John Sim back 
because I don't think Michelle Gomez added anything that John Sim couldn't have done had he been given another crack of the whip, had he been inclined to have another crack of the whip. It felt as though it's just a case of, let's do this, you know, transgender Time Lord thing. And even even last week, it just felt like, well, okay, it's, it's still a bit exciting because the story is going to explain how this happens. But no, no, no explanation at all. It's just a case, oh, yeah, Time Lords can just change gender when they regenerate. So it's a total coincidence that the Doctor has never, ever regenerated into a, a, a woman in the past. You know, it's, it just feels as though it's, it's... They just did it because they could do it and the story suffered because of it because the Cyberman story simply wasn't engaging. See, I don't think that that's why the story suffered. Um, I, I think it's... I, there's a couple interesting points we brought up. One was, you know, uh, Moffat doing Last of the Time Lords. And as I say, time and time again, Moffat is continually trying to... D- trying to one-up Russell T. Davies in that he's basically retelling Russell T. Davies' stories and how he would do them. And this was that. This was him showing that, like, hey, you know what? We can surprise everyone with the master, (laughs) even though you couldn't. And that's all that that was. So I don't think that the gender thing had anything to do with it, because it's already been established that Time Lords can regenerate into different genders or different species. No, no, it hasn't. It has. If you're going to say the Corsair. uh, Yeah, the Corsair, and then (laughs) it was also said again. But then also, Romana, when she... when she's going through all those regenerations, changing her face before she became Lala Ward, she becomes <clears throat> aliens and everything like that. So I don't think it's it's really contradictory to anything. I think it's just... I think it is. I have to say I think it is. And I, I, I think it's because, you know, rightly or wrongly, the Doctor has always been a white male. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I have absolutely no issue whatsoever whether he is uh, he's white, Caucasian, or a man of colour. I don't have any issue with that. And I think that would work in story terms as well. I, I don't think it's ever been seriously thought about changing the lead actor to a female character seriously not seriously and I think what you said in your opening gambit Stephen was absolutely correct the reason they've done this or one of the useful byproducts of of having a female master now is that they'll never need to go and do it again anytime soon with a doctor because it people will just say oh they're just retreading old ground once again yeah and um, I, I just don't think there has been a good enough reason presented to us why all of a sudden we've just never seen this on screen before and after 50 years we are now and I, it just doesn't feel right to me I, I think that that's I think that kind of your your nostalgia uh, working against you. I think that's <laughs> what that is. Because honestly, yeah. if if Charles Dance had been had been the person behind all of this and had been the master of the whole season, you'd seen Charles Dance. Number one, you would have assumed it was the master uh, because it's Charles Dance. Second of all, you know, it, it would not have changed the fact that the story was bad. That at the end of it, no, it would You know, it you know, this this whole. What was their plan? I don't understand their plan. I mean, she was given she was given yeah. the doctor an army. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand why. It doesn't make any sense. It's a, it's because they wanted to be friends. Once she gives yeah. him the bracelet, why does he then have to use them? I mean, isn't he in charge at that point? I I agree. Oh, the whole the whole thing of the army of Cybermen giving to the doctor. I think the idea of the master doing something on the doctor's birthday and that was kind of intriguing to me. Um, but uh, but I did. I did not at all understand 
what was supposed to be accomplished by giving an army of Cybermen and why... I didn't understand what the threat... From the point she gave him the bracelet, I did not understand what the threat was. I mean, I know there were clouds that could rain down and kill everybody, but I didn't understand why that would happen or how that would happen if he didn't use the army. I mean, I don't know. It was weird. And why didn't he send them up into the clouds? That's been my biggest problem. For weeks, the doctor has done nothing. The doctor has done nothing. He's been completely ineffectual for weeks. That The the, the biggest problem... and. I don't know what Trev has to say about this, but the biggest problem is that this whole <laughs> season has been about Clara, and uh, you know Moffat decided to make a season about the about the the the, the companion and what they do, so that to the to the point where Capaldi, who is brilliant, Capaldi is is brilliant as the Doctor has been completely ineffectual. He did he didn't have to do anything. He he threw. Danny pinked the bracelet, and Danny commanded everyone to go blow up in the sky. Why? Well, why would he? Well, why, like, why would it not be the doctor <laughs> sending them all? It's just—it's so frustrating. There's two reasons. Well, well, two things there. First of all, I think it's because he was distracted. He was distracted. I think he was obsessed with this idea of switching gender of the master, and everything else suffered. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. I, I don't think, yeah. I mean, we, we, we'll never know. But I, that, I think it was because they wanted to, they wanted Danny and Clara to have this the arc. They wanted it to all yeah. to be completely about Danny and, and the, Danny the right. soldier and 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 Clara being the doctor. Dan- Danny had a great arc. I mean, it was great for Danny. It was great for that character. But I don't tune in yeah. to watch Danny Pink. I tune in to watch Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. or, or Clara. And and again, did you notice that Clara got first billing and it was Clara's face in the Starfield oh, so uh, in the opening credits? But you know, you know and, why they did that because because she was saying that she was the doctor and they were trying to like exactly. you know confuse everybody but yeah and it, it just didn't work and that smacks of rtd as well yeah. you know it, it, i just don't think it it worked very well i mean there were times and i was thinking you know what what was going on particularly when, when when clara was going through the doctor's history and i think and again i've only seen this once but i seem to remember there was a a piece of dialogue there that talked about um susan being some kind of grandchild because she was imprinted by the doctor's DNA or something? I mean, I've watched it twice. Yeah, he was talking oh, about Jenny at right, that point. You. He talks about having four okay. wa- four wives, all of them deceased, having grand- children and grandchildren presumed dead. Um, and he does talk about having one, you know, genetically engineered daughter, who I'm sure was a reference to Jenny. But I think um, Stephen was, was, was right on when he talked about Moffat pandering to the fans that whole scene where she's spouting all of that and claiming to be the doctor had very little plot point i mean that hmm. it, it it there it had very almost nothing to do with the plot i mean all we had to do was get cyberman danny together with her and uh, so the whole thing i was sitting there listening to that i'm not thinking about the story i'm thinking oh moffat is doing this to to, to yank our chains and and it took me out of the story and oh it just ugh. She did it nicely, it though. I mean, right. I, I give her credit. She she pulled it off beautifully. You were talking about positives, and I think the performances were good. And, you know, Stephen, when we last spoke, we talked about, you know, the revelation that uh, Clara has, has been, and indeed Jenna's acting, I think, as well this season. But ultimately, yeah, this, this has been very much about her. It feels as though Moffat wants to write a soap opera or a character drama far more than he wants to write about uh, a Time Lord or someone travelling through the universe in time and space and it, 
it just didn't have the emotional impact or and it didn't create empathy i think amongst the audience it certainly didn't get any investment as far as i was concerned i mean i enjoyed watching the characters and i enjoyed the performances mm-hmm. but you know we're, we're at the end what's clearly supposed to be a very heart-rending scene which I, I i still don't fully understand you know yes you know cybermen now have this switch to turn their emotions on and off i have a feeling that was actually referenced in um either army of ghosts or doomsday back in season two as well but this time you know they they turn the emotions off and he still managed to break break through it he manages to break the conditioning well i i don't get it i mean because same same thing with the same thing with the brigadier cybermen so why aren't there cybermen all over the world i mean it seems like anybody who ever deeply cared for someone should be able to resist cybermen programming there shouldn't they shouldn't have all taken up into the sky there should have been a fraction of them that took up into the sky absolutely correct and and i think it's because moffat has done exactly the same thing with this show as that he did with season 3 of sherlock and the last thing i want to do is go into sherlock too much but all of a sudden he stopped writing about what people were really interested in because he found that people had already empathised with the characters and he felt he could do with you know what he liked with them. And uh, he moved the entire concept of the show to the left a little bit and nobody will really notice. And this time round, it just didn't work. This was, I was, for me, this has been the most disappointing finale since Last of the Time Lords. And uh, you know, I, I think I even enjoyed Journey's End a little bit more than this. Stephen talked about Moffat trying to outdo uh, RTD and gosh, in my opinion, he did. It's worse than uh, End of Time. Mm. Yeah, End of Time. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's worse than End of Time, but I, I think that um, you know because there are there are some great points. But I, I don't know. Anyway, nothing could be worse than End of Time in my opinion. But I I I, I get the feeling you know when Moffat said that he's he he knows that he's more towards um, the latter end of his tenure on Doctor Who. I, I I don't think I'm not sure he intended to stay this long at this point. I I feel a bit like they decided to cast Capaldi, you know, he stayed mm. on and he decided to shake things up for himself to make it more interesting for himself writing the show almost. You know, he said that he you know, he's he's been on record as saying that um he 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 went against all of his his instincts that he normally had when you know writing Doctor Who to um to try and create something different and i think it's really come back and and bit him um it's not the show lost its sense of wonder this season it lost Mm -hmm. that like you know i've I've gone back and watched some some matt smith episodes recently and you know i mean i know that i'm I'm a huge matt smith fan but the reason why i'm I'm such a huge fan fan is because the show I really loved that sort of fairy tale element and that idea that the doctor was exploring the universe because of it's it's a wondrous place and 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 that's what he was doing and and it that all of that went out the window for some reason and and I don't know why I don't know why that the character of the doctor would change so much after a regeneration to where he would lose that sense you know and 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 not and lose all sense of self it's been very difficult for me and the, and this episode really cemented that for me i don't get why i'm so i'm, yeah. I'm flabbergasted you know um <laughs> i disagree with you so i disagree with you somewhat stephen because uh i think that that element was was there just kind of right almost under the surface i mean i saw it in in uh, Mummy on the Orient Express with, with the joy of going there. He's talking about this the shrub planet that he wants to go to. And and I saw it in um, uh, Time Heist. There was a little bit of that in there, too. And, and, and at the very end, when he's so excited about having robbed the, 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 you know, the most secure bank in the universe and top that, Danny, you know, kind of thing. There were moments where you caught that glimpse. You saw it in Caretaker when they when they did the early flash 
flashbacks to, to adventures we never saw. It looked like they were having a grand old. And I, th- I don't know why, you know, you don't have to be different to be good. If you have a formula that works, I think, you know, write it, write it for as far as you can. And, and I think Doctor oh. Who is, has a formula that's worked for, for 50 plus years. But I, I do agree with you in the sense, Stephen, that, yeah, some of the fun, we lost some of the fun, particularly in the, in this season finale, where things really should be building to a climax. They really, for me, mm. fizzled. So, certainly in the finale, the last two stories, I can completely understand where you're coming from, yeah. Stephen. But I, I, I would say that the re- remainder of the season as well, the wonder has been there for me. I've, I've found myself smiling along with the Doctor a lot of the time. And I, and I haven't been uncomfortable with the way that he's, he's coming across. I really haven't. As far as I'm concerned, he's just a slightly different version of the Doctor. But the finale, in particular I agree I mean it wouldn't have mattered who's in it because I think the way the lines were given to the characters were it was fatal almost I mean I I do think there are story problems here I think there are big story problems and for me even things like you know the woman in the shop that's been running since the bells of St John and that's been you know kind of threaded through or as a little teaser here haven't given you all the answers and and then it's it turns out to be Missy and Clara didn't even recognize her and it, it just feels like yeah you know it it doesn't feel as clever or as intricate as something like or dare I say I mean (laughs) well I'm going to upset people now but the exploding TARDIS which Moffat thought he'd already explained anyway he, he he then went and explicitly explained it in time of the doctor and whether you like it or not it does make some kind of sense and there is a kind of reward or a payoff for the viewer there but mm-hmm. but for this no, nothing about this episode none of the revelations were interesting to me it felt like a massive letdown and i you know i, I wouldn't have said i'm embarrassed to be a doctor who fan but i would i will say i i, I don't expect many people to like this and i don't i don't think You'll have to be a fan to dislike it <laughs> as much as it sounds like the three of us do. I, I, I think um, the general viewers will just find this baffling. So I'm fine with Missy being the woman in the shop, and I'm fine with Missy placing the ad and, and, and her working to keep them together. But, but why, why Clara? Why? Where, I, I, I don't understand why they Clara. had to be together. Like, how, <laughs> how did she figure out that Clara should be the person? You know, that, exactly. that's what didn't make any sense yeah. to me. Um, so Clara should have recognized her, presumably. Well, I mean, sometimes, you know, Clara is so self-centered. <laughs> yeah, but with that hat, come on, with that hat, this she, Missy is not going to be hiding behind the newspapers or something and just, you know, hand out a post-it with a number on it. If, if she's actually seen her, she's going to stick in the mind. Like, there's this Mary Poppins character, which, incidentally, there was a very visual reference to again. <laughs> I've got the idea. The Master loves disguises. Maybe she was disguised at that point. The Master was... Uh, I think that's been incredibly magnanimous. <laughs> I, I just, that, I just that doesn't bother me sense. anywhere near as much as some of the other stuff. Like, why did it have to be Clara with the Doctor? What real purpose yeah, did yeah, it yeah, serve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> that doesn't make any kind of sense whatsoever. No, it's, it, it's crazy. And, and I think the use of the Brigadier bordered on offensive. Yeah, I, I agree. To say I well. agree. Yep, that, yep. that really, yeah. really bothered me. I, who, I, who's he trying to appease? Yeah. I, who's he trying to please? I know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there had to be... The, he Kate had couldn't die uh, because I couldn't kill both of the both of the unit characters in one episode. <laughs> and by the way, the, the the killing Osgood was was complete oh, Joss Whedon move that oh. didn't that that just 
was more frustrating than anything else. At least, I agree. you know, I agree. Joss Terrible Whedon choice. does it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joss Whedon, there's always a reason behind it, but this was just nothing. And there was no consequence either. She died, the doctor got a little angry, and they moved on. So it didn't. Exactly. So, that was it, so it was poorly done, but they couldn't also kill Kate. It's what a waste of a character. That yeah. character's brilliant. Yeah, that, I mean, that, she makes they could have run with that character. That, that's a great character that could have been an ongoing recurring character. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's just, just dumb. Know. I mean, it's just dumb to, to, to make that well, move. You never know. Maybe this bracelet will suddenly, you know, I don't know, become regenerated and all of a sudden Danny, or should we call him God from now on, uh, will maybe decide to resurrect her as well. So, you know, even that at the end was... I mean, I think personally, you know, the Doctor was... The doctor was falling to his death you know there's that whole thing with the key and the TARDIS which I thought was <laughs> funny you know I mean I it was okay that was that was all end of time again I mean we we thought it was dumb and end of time why did he do it again 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 yeah again you know Moffat Moffat trying to show RTD how it's done uh and not necessarily uh succeeding in this in this case but when when he's falling any 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 you know he's falling into the TARDIS or whatnot um why didn't he catch Kate well, I mean, you know, I mean, it could have been very simple, but to to, to yeah. use the brigadier in that way, and then him be the only, you know, now the now the brigadier's living as a Cyberman. I mean, yeah. yeah, ah, that's awful. What's going on? <laughs> so awful. Uh, I mean, especially after they'd done so beautifully. What was it? Name of the Doctor. Yeah. Yes. Was it that name was great. Where, you know, that was nobody all that was, was expecting needed. that. It was it was just perfect. Yes. So why? Did he feel the need to go back and do it? All of a sudden, yeah, the big brigadier now lives as a site. Oh, it, it, it's 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 awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think this probably is is Moffat's worst script for me. And uh, you know, I I generally like his writing. I, I I don't think I've ever ever reviewed one of his stories and said I've I've thoroughly disliked the concept, the execution. I wasn't keen on the direction, the way this looked either. There were some very cheap shots. The the Cybermen didn't look very good uh, they were they, they were in some well, the, the little square just outside St Paul's Cathedral for no apparent reason it's just St Paul's you know it's there because it's a London landmark again it was that pandering idea it, there was yeah. so, there was just a lot of pandering and it was a big problem I, I, I don't <sighs> you know it was a it was it was a really big problem it, it was almost as if you know Moffat was was trying to do the uh, the Empire Strikes Back ending you know I mean it, it was so it, it ended on such a down note, and yeah. it, unnecessarily. So the Doctor, this whole tease of finding Gallifrey, how is it that the Doctor does, can't find Gallifrey on his own, first of all? I mean, he's, he's, he's a genius. He, he put it there. Why can't he figure it out? Um, but also, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd much rather the Doctor just not be looking for Gallifrey. He's like, I put it away somewhere. I don't need to find it. That would, be, that would make me much, more, much happier than this idea of him trying to find it. Yeah, I'm not sure he was looking for it. I, th- I, I think he was given the coordinates. He wanted to go and check them out. Yeah. What concerns me more was his kind of Vulcan-like strength when he went and beat up the the TARDIS. Have either of you two seen Forty Towers before? Yes. Mm-hmm. You have. Do you know the scene where Basil Forty beats up his mini with a large branch? <laughs> I don't remember that scene. <laughs> I can't but I'm remember go back that one. Oh, it's it, <laughs> well, it wouldn't for it. start, so he decided to give it a thrashing of its life and <laughs> runs out of camera shot, comes back, and then starts beating up his car with a tree. It's, it, it's a brilliant scene. That's what it felt like. Capaldi came back into his TARDIS and started bashing it up, and there were sparks flying, and it just felt 
uh, it just felt wrong. Yeah, I actually like the scene in the TARDIS because theoretically, I mean, I think this show that the story is supposed to make us believe the master has truly once and truly and once and for all been killed. I hope not. I will really hate it if that's true. But 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 the doctor's supposed to believe the master is absolutely gone. That was the only other Time Lord he knew of that was wandering around. He's once again completely alone. I do think he's been wanting to find Gallifrey, and I'm okay with that search. Um, so I think he went to those coordinates really, really hoping that that would be there, especially thinking he's just had a hand yeah. in, in the death of the master. Yeah, yeah. And so when he, when, he, when he is completely alone, when Gallifrey isn't there, the master is dead, I, thought, I actually thought that that show of emotion was, was really good and really well played by, by Capaldi, that the depth of loss that, that he is feeling. And it does add even a little more to the next scene where he gives up Clara, too. Um, but even, even though I agree with you, I, I don't I don't like. Well, go ahead and talk about the next scene. I'm, but th- that's troubling too. Yeah, I don't know why they had to lie to each other and and end it, uh, because that's what they do in soap operas. It's what they it's what they do in EastEnders. You get an entire plot right that simply wouldn't happen because people don't sit there and lie to each other in in, in real life. You sit there and you have a conversation, and this time it actually generates a storyline that clearly is going to be the focus, I think, of the Christmas special. Of uh, you know, they've actually told each other. Lies and uh, mm. I mean, I quite enjoyed seeing Capaldi just sit in a cafe having a conversation with with Clara because I don't think we've seen anything quite like that at all uh, before. You know, everything or the threat of the episode has been dealt with, and they just sit in having a conversation. I quite like that. But mm-hmm. aside from aside from that, the fact that they just can't be honest with each other, it just kind of says what kind of relationship they've got, and it just it, it doesn't feel. Genuine. I don't buy into it. I, I hope that the that Christmas isn't about their lies to each other. And I guess Jenna is in the Christmas special, but I, I wish she wasn't. So. You know, yeah. I, I wish that it was. <laughs> I wish that was it. I, I, I you know, I, I, and I think that's the the, the biggest thing. My, my, you know, what, what frustrates me more than anything. You know, when I talk about the the doctor being uh, ineffectual and and the doctor um, not doing anything for the past weeks and this whole season being about the companion is that. This was Peter Capaldi's first season as the Doctor, he, and and he's 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 a brilliant actor, and uh, I love him in the part. And I wasn't sure that I was going to. There wasn't enough of him. There wasn't enough of the Doctor being the Doctor for the season, and um, really getting to stretch his legs and and play the, the this part that he's been wanting to play his entire life. You know, um, playing a version of it that's that's you know. I, you know, it got lots of different different elements of all the different actors who've played it, but it just there wasn't enough of 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 what I love about Doctor Who about going on adventures, about a companion who wants to be there, who's not trying to balance a life at home and and on the TARDIS, who want who who wants to go and see the universe not because of an addiction to it, <laughs> because it's because the universe is wonderful mm-hmm. and and that that sense of enjoyment, you know, that's what I really wanted to see and uh and and I really hope that. We, we get that in, in the near future. I, I think we will. I think, you know, one thing you can say about Doctor Who is that it flips, and, and Moffat's done it a few times. I mean, do you, do you remember season six? Everybody's saying, oh, goodness, Doctor Who has disappeared up its own backside now. It's all about arc. It's all about, you know, the long game, the long, the long resolve and yeah. so on. And it, it just, it, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> because season seven was like dinosaurs on a spaceship. Yeah, right. You know, it was it was just vastly different. And I think the temptation must have been just to go back and do you know an arc kind of season again. 
Um, but he hasn't. He has actually gone off and done something different. Whether or not it's worked as successfully as we'd like it to or not, you know, well, clearly it hasn't for us. It's just the way this has ended uh, for me. And uh, two of the weakest episodes, two out of the three weak episodes, has been this one, without a shadow of a doubt. Deep Breath, I would have to say for me. I think it was a fairly weak opening. And, uh, and Robot or Sherwood. But the others I have thoroughly enjoyed, uh, all, all seven. Anyway... <laughs> Michelle, you you wanted to talk about something towards the end, didn't no, you? I, I... No, I, I was you were you were talking about arc or not oh. arc, and I think I think they got that relatively that balance relatively correct in this one. I mean, most of the stories were standalone with just a hint of an arc, most of which didn't intrigue me along the way. But in the end, I can see where it was leading. But no, I, that that that's one of the good things about this uh, this series. I think was the more self-contained adventure. Well, okay. I, I think I should ask this question for the sake of any kind of balance. Um, Stephen, what was the most positive thing uh, in this episode? What did you enjoy the most? And don't say the end credits. Slight caveat. If they hadn't done the whole thing with the opening credits, uh, I did enjoy Clara trying to convince the Cybermen that she was a doctor because I, I love that there was so many references to so many things in there. Um I loved Kate Stewart showing up with the classic Cyberman head and throwing down the gauntlet. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Though why she would put the doctor in handcuffs and all that other stuff, and then yeah. elect him president made no sense. So you know, it was just it was so up and down. It's really hard for me to find anything positive, uh, seriously positive about out of the episode because, as I said, it really. It really depressed me after watching it. I had to go for a walk. I, I had to go get out of the house and go for a walk and clear my head because it really did. It really upset me. So, um, yeah, it's really hard for me wow. to say, come come up with something, you know, a hundred percent positive. Was it a nice walk? Um, it's a lovely day out in San Francisco. There you go. That's positive, <laughs> <laughs> Michelle. Well, I'm 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 really actually grateful for the group therapy here. This is going to be <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> um, because yeah. I boy, I just had such a similar reaction to Stephen. I was in the next. I watched this in the evening and then went to dinner. And my family thought I'd had a horrible day at work because I was really uh. <laughs> it was bad. And I couldn't. I wasn't going to tell him I'd been watching the finale. Uh, good things, but there were some good things. Um, in addition to what Stephen just mentioned, I loved the line about where the doctor and the master, you know, the doctor saying, you remember all those years when all you wanted was world domination? Piece of cake. <laughs> I thought that was that was yeah. fun. I also liked all the screen time that the doctor had with the master. That was one of my complaints of some of the, the earlier doctor master stories is I love the way they interact. And I continued to love the way they interacted, you know, with, with the female master. And, and so I think that was a good call, giving them all that time to interact with each other. Yeah, Kate Lethbridge-Stewart is always good. And and Osgood was great. I really enjoyed Osgood's scenes until they slaughtered her. I, I, as I said right at the beginning, I, I don't think I felt as, as deeply uh, as, as, as either of you, but certainly I... Uh... I did enjoy this episode, and I'm very, very keen to look forward to, to the next one, hoping it's going to be a, a vast improvement. Well, I, I think that's probably one of the most dour DWPs we've ever recorded, and... Trevor's not in it. But listeners, <laughs> he will be here. Um, it, it's it's the only review episode we've recorded without Trevor. and It, it doesn't feel quite right. Um, but he has done a pre-record. But given that it's, it's quite a long one, um, we thought we won't include it on this episode. It will be coming out midweek. So that's something for you to look forward to. If you haven't got enough <laughs> negativity from us, then tune in for some more Trevor positivity, perhaps on, uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm not quite sure if there's anything else to say, really. Um, 
other than can do much better next time, Mr. <laughs> Moffat. No place to go but up. We're going to take a week or so off after after you hear Trevor's little mini episodes, and uh, and then we'll be back. We'll be back to review season eight, uh, perhaps with a, a slightly fresher, well, set of eyes. Um, and uh, you never know. Perhaps our comments may be a little bit more insightful and and certainly less depressing perhaps than they've been this episode so Stephen and Michelle it's it's been wonderful to record with you again and I do hope Michelle that your uh you know the therapy has been helpful oh it uh, it has it has thank goodness for (laughs) friends around the world (laughs) indeed right until the next time then bye for now everybody Bye. You've been listening to the Doctor Who podcast, brought to you by Dame, Stephen, and Michelle. You can check out more of the episodes at the DoctorWhoPodcast.com. Or check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Drop by the Doctor Who podcast forums and say hi. Thanks for listening. See you later.